I'm convinced that all it takes is for one touch from Jesus and we can see a city turned around, that we can see a family reconciled. For one touch from Jesus, we can see people healed. One touch from Jesus, we can see a generation that has been going to the pits of hell, turn around and walk with God. One touch from Jesus. And I'm convinced of that. Not because of anything that I have done, but because of who he is. Because our God is a faithful God who loves his children and he has no desire that any one of them shall perish. And he doesn't want us to make us jump through hoops to see him move. And I believe that he is wanting us, each and every one of us, to encounter him personally. And um, like we come together on a Sunday and we worship together and we have a corporate encounter with God, which is awesome. But I believe that there is a drawing out that God is doing with each of us. And some of you may have started feeling it in your spirit. You kind of feel this like this function and you don't know how to describe it. It's just this, oh, I want to spend more time with God. I want to do this with God. I want to, I'm hungry for the word. I'm hungry for his presence. And God is causing a stir, which is going to lead us to encounter him in many ways. And I just see people um, get, you know, when you're reading the Bible, I see it coming alive like it never has before. I see that when you step into worship, whether that be in church or at home in your, you know, in your bedroom, just God meeting with you in such powerful and incredible ways. I see these um, people sitting in coffee shops, sitting there just hanging out, and being so aware of the presence of God right there in that place, and God just meeting with you. And I see people walking with God and talking with Him. Like this, and listening to her, and, and taking you places, and showing you things, and revealing you things. Because God is wanting to encounter with you. He is not one who wants to be distant. The whole reason Jesus came on the cross was to remove that distance, was to restore a relationship with Him. The whole reason. Before that, we had to sacrifice the family pet to come into the presence of God. But because of what Christ did on the cross, we all now have access to Him. He's right there with us. He's in us. His Holy Spirit is with us. And I believe that God's wanting to take us into a new depth of encounter with Him. So I want to encourage you that, you know, there might be times that you're like, you feel prompted about things. You might have to pray for someone or to walk down this road or to, to give someone a call. That's the Holy Spirit. And He's prompting you. You might feel prompted to pray for someone. You might be in prayer and suddenly feel oh, like, oh, God. God's wanting to meet with you in your ways. And however it is that you can't be met with Him, He's wanting to take you deeper. He's wanting to meet with you in Canada because there is more for you. There is more than what you've currently experienced. And with our God, there is always more. The best is yet to come. And I want to encourage you, church. I really feel in my spirit that we're on the, on the cusp of something. That there is a, a season of breakthrough coming. And I want you to start declaring in your life that if you've been struggling, if you've been um, feeling like you're hitting yourself against a brick wall or, or a ceiling or like if you're trying to worship it, it's like there's a fire blanket on you. I want to encourage you, your breakthrough is coming. 
Your breakthrough is coming. Your breakthrough is coming. Amen. So I just, I'm just excited for what God is going to do. So I have no idea what this looks like. That wasn't even written down. Um, awesome. But what I want to speak on this morning is about encounter and about how one touched on Jesus can turn the entire world upside down. You know, so when you look at the TV or on the magazines and all that kind of stuff, there's all these often um, big, bright, shiny advertisements telling you how to change your life. You know, I like bright, shiny things. I'm always like, oh, all new things. If I want to change my life, I'm rearranging my bedroom or the lounge or, um, you know, it's a fresh start kind of thing. You know, you're always looking for how can you be there. Um, we're always told through the media that if we look a certain way, then we're going to be accepted. Um, that is, if you've got a certain amount of dollars in the bank, um, you never have to worry, or that if you um, need to act in a certain way in order to have significance. But as I've come to know Jesus, I've become more and more convinced that true transformation, that our true value and our true worth comes through the encounter with Jesus. Now, as Christians, we're often told about, talk a lot about encountering God. But really, what does that mean? What does that look like? And I, I did a little research. I looked at the dictionary. And it will tell you that an encounter is often a negative thing. And I'm like, well, that's not quite right because an encounter with Jesus is not a negative thing. It will tell you that an encounter is often a sudden or an unexpected thing. And that it will change things. And so I believe that, um, that God is wanting to be with us in sudden and unexpected ways. You know, an encounter is a moment in time when we meet with Jesus and a change happens. And Jesus is always with us, okay? That never changes, okay? So it's not a matter of Jesus being far away from us, of him being on this distant mountain that we can't reach, that he's inaccessible. The only thing that changes is our awareness of him. Because he is always with us. He's always speaking to us. The only difference is is if we're listening or not. An encounter can happen any time. It's not limited to Sunday mornings, but it can be, you know, when reading the Bible or in worship. It can be when out walking. I've got a friend who she encounters Jesus when she's out with her camera taking photographs of nature. Now we're each individually wired. Um, God created us unique and individual, so it makes sense that we'll encounter him in different ways. Because if we all had the same experience, then how boring would that be? And it's not a true expression of our God. But there's a couple of things that we need to learn about encountering God. We can't just sit back and wait for it to happen. Oh, God, just encounter me. Oh, I have an encounter with you. We have to actually position ourselves to encounter God. So Luke 19, um, verses 1 to 10. Sorry, my words are really small, so I'm just going to read them in the light. It's a story of Zacchaeus. Um, so it says, And then Jesus entered and walked through Jericho. There was a man there, his name was Zacchaeus, the huge tax man and quite rich. He wanted desperately to see Jesus, but the crowd was in his way. He was a short man, and he couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran ahead, and he climbed up in the sycamore tree so he could see Jesus when he came by. When Jesus got to the tree, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry down. Today is my day to be a guest in your home. Zacchaeus scrambled out of the tree, hardly believing his good luck, delighted to take Jesus home with him. 
everyone who saw the incident was indignant and erupt. I think a lot of people do that. Good things happen there. There's always going to be someone who's going to be indignant and grunt. And what business does he have getting cosy with this crook, they said. Zacchaeus just stood there, a little stunned. He stammered apologetically. Master, I give away half my income to the poor, and if I'm caught cheating, I pay four times the damages. Jesus said, today is salvation. Today is salvation day in his home. Here he is, Zacchaeus, son of Abraham. For the son of man came to find and restore the lost. Here is Zacchaeus. Crooked and despised by many, who wanted, um, but he wanted to see Jesus. And he was so short he had to climb a tree in order to get a higher perspective. Now Jesus saw him there and he stopped to talk to him. That, in that one moment, that encounter with Jesus changed the course of Zacchaeus' life. Now sometimes we have to position ourselves to see a different perspective. Now Zacchaeus positioned himself to see better and he ended up encountering Jesus. That encounter, that moment changed Zacchaeus' life. He repented of his sins, he repaid those he'd taken from, and Jesus told him that salvation had come to his home. Now there's a ripple effect. Not only was Zacchaeus impacted, but his whole household would be too. Okay, so imagine this. You're Zacchaeus. You're short. No one likes you because of your job. You're a tax collector. They accuse you of being a crook. And then, just to add to the humiliation, in order to see Jesus, the crowd is too big. They're too high, and they're not going to let you through. You have to climb a tree. I don't know. Like, it's a lot of determination there. I don't know if I'd want to do that because I wouldn't want to make myself stand out any more than what I already did. Now picture the moment where you've forced your way through the crowd and you get up a tree and you're sitting there hoping to see a glimpse of Jesus. And then as he's coming by, he's walking past and he stops and he looks up at the tree and he looks at you and he calls you by name. Imagine what was going through Zacchaeus' mind at that time. And not only does he call you like, by name, he invites himself to your house to dinner. In that moment, everything changes. You want to be better. You want to do better. And there's a genuine heart change that happens. Yeah, and Jesus knows. He knows what's going on in your heart. And he says to you, today salvation has come to your home. What an incredible moment. Having your entire life turned around. And Zacchaeus encountered, sorry, positioned himself for that encounter. He would never have been able to see Jesus if he stayed on the ground surrounded by the crowd. And instead he went to a place where he would be able to see Jesus, and this is what led to the encounter. Are you positioning yourself for the hand of Jesus? Okay, you don't have to go climb your trees. It's alright. You don't have to go to there. But sometimes we need to ask ourselves, am I, am I positioning myself to actually encounter Jesus? I'm sitting here and I'm asking God, Jesus, please do this in my life. Please do this. Please change me. Please do that. But am I am actually positioning myself to meet with him. And I position myself to be changed by him. 
reading the word, spending time with him, it's a foundational oneness to position yourself to encounter Jesus. Two foundational ways. And often we can take it for granted. We can go, oh, it's reading the word, reading the Bible, I'll do that, like, tomorrow, push it aside. I'll often come to later, Jesus, I'm busy. It's Fortnite hitting on Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we can sometimes we can allow ourselves to get distracted with busyness of what's going on around us. But those are two foundational ways that we can position ourselves. Sometimes we have to remove ourselves from our daily life for a time, so we don't have to remove the distractions to go and encounter God. So I know a lot of people who have got a friend, um, most of you will have met him, Garth Chimpoy, who's the senior pastor at City Church, Christchurch. He goes bush for like a week, 10 days at a time, by himself in the middle of nowhere, with no stuff for reception, doesn't take food, takes his hunting journey, goes on manly and feral and cooks and kills and all that kind of stuff. But in that time, there's nothing else to do, no one else to talk to but God to sit with him, to listen to him, to be open to what God is doing. Now sometimes we have to do that. We have to remove ourselves from those daily distractions. And I believe you know, that it's not necessarily an easy thing to do. Sometimes we just have to go for a walk up the hills or sit in the lake in the, in the middle of the lake and head of water. And go, Jesus. Removing all distractions, I'm positioning myself to hear from you. Another thing that's so important when it comes to positioning ourselves to encounter God is our stature. How we position ourselves physically. That's why in worship, we'll often open our arms and raise our hands. That's not because we're like, hey, look at me. No. It's a position, it's a stature of, I want to receive from you. I'm open to you. I'm open to what it is that you have to me. I'm open to what it is that you're saying to me. God, I'm open. Have your way. Do your thing. I'm open. How are you? It's not quite the same like, you know, God, I'm open. It doesn't really kind of convey the message, does it? But when we open ourselves up physically, do, when we do that, we adapt that posture of receiving from God and wanting to receive from Him. so much easier for us to encounter Him. I need to pursue Jesus. We are so incredibly blessed because our God is a God who pursues us. Like I said this all the time, He pursues us. He gave His life for us. He leaves the 99 for the one. When the prodigal son comes home, He comes to me. He drops everything and runs to me and welcomes me with open arms. But we need to pursue Jesus as well. Um, Matthew 9, 18-19 says, As he finished saying this, a local official appeared, bowed politely and said, My daughter has just now died. If you come and touch her, she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, his disciples following along. Just then, a woman who he reached for 12 years slipped in from behind and lightly touched his robe. She was thinking to herself, If I can just put one finger on this robe, I'll get well. Jesus turned. He called her at it, and he reassured her, Courage, daughter, 
You took a risk of faith, and now you're well. The woman was well from me on. By now they arrived at the house of the town official and pushed their way through the gossips, looking for a story, and the neighbors bringing casserole. You've got to love the neighbors bringing casserole. Jesus was abrupt. Clear out. This girl isn't dead. She's sleeping. They told him he didn't know what he was talking about. But when Jesus had gotten rid of the crowd, he went in, took the girl's hand, and pulled her to her feet, alive. The news was soon out and travelled through the region. I love the faith of the official. If you come out and touch her, she will live. Now the man recognised that just one touch from Jesus could turn his morning into joy, would bring his daughter back to life. The woman would be assured of blood. I can just put one finger on his robe. Just touch the hem of his garment. Maybe I'll be healed. Now she didn't stop and ask him for prayer. She didn't interrupt him and ask him for prayer or healing. She recognized that one touch from him was all that she needed. That it could release her from 12 years of pain and affliction. Now in the culture of the time, her health issue made her... Um, made an outcast of society. So not only did that one touch from Jesus heal her, but it restored her dignity. These two recognise the power of pursuing Jesus, of going after him. That when we do, that our situations can be turned around and lives changed. Now if we want to encounter Jesus, we need to pursue him. Not just sit back and wait for it to happen. The official and the woman, they pursued Jesus. Both in different ways. Both in completely different ways. But it led to an encounter which transformed them. And have you ever been so desperate? Oh, just one touch. Just, it doesn't even have to be like a hug. I can just touch the hem of your garment. One touch, Jesus. Have you ever been so desperate that you pursued Jesus like that? That you crawled through a crowd of hot, sweaty, dusty feet to touch the hem of his garment? The woman with the issue of blood, she actually interrupted Jesus when he was on the way to, um, to heal the official's daughter. So here he is, he's walking away to, to heal someone's daughter, and then she interrupted him because when she touched him, he felt the power drain out of him. He felt, he felt that encounter. He recognized it. And he stopped and turned. Now, if I was the official, I'd be looking a little bit annoyed right now because, hello, we're doing something. I've got Jesus right now. We're doing something. He's coming with me. But Jesus stopped. And he met her before moving on. You know, sometimes we can think that our encounter should look a certain way, should feel a certain way, should happen at a certain time and place. Jesus, you will encounter me at Sunday morning and church. That is it. And sometimes we can kind of put restrictions on, on what we believe our encounter is with God. And we, and we, and we have to set our mind as to what it, what it, how it will happen and what it will look like. But Jesus doesn't work to our agenda. His ways are completely higher. You know, there are countless moments in the Bible of people pursuing Jesus and being healed, of being restored, of being changed. 
sleepers, blind men, people risen from the dead. They didn't pursue Jesus, their family pursued Jesus on their behalf. But these encounters every time transformed them, changed them. And actually a lot of times Jesus said, them, don't tell anyone I've done this, keep it quiet. But they were so transformed by that empowerment that they couldn't help but shout out to the rooftops. They ran out, they told villagers, they, they told people, that all their families knew. Everyone knew about it. They let them know. They shouted from the rooftops. Because something so profound happened with them that they couldn't help it. They couldn't help but share the good news of what God had done. You know, one, one moment, one encounter with God will change your life. And the incredible thing is, we're not limited to just encountering Jesus once. It's not, it's not like a, well, oh, you've used your encounter, that's it, I'll meet with you. Go on, off you go. I've got other people to look after now. It's not how it works. Jesus loves you. And he wants to meet with you, baby. In fact, he's always with you. It says in his word that I will never leave you nor forsake you. He is always present with you. The only thing that changes is our awareness of his presence for us. And you can say, well, I don't, I don't know how to be aware of his presence. It's okay. It wasn't something that I was so sure of either. But he's a gracious God. And it's as simple as, he doesn't make it complicated, there's no like ritual or anything like that, which is, I love, I love this. It's as simple as going, Jesus. And removing all distractions from your mind, just focusing on Jesus. And becoming aware of his presence. <coughs> doesn't have to be all fanfare and lights and fancy. Pretty simple. But every time you meet with him, every time you come into his presence, you can't help but leave change. You can't help but be transformed. Because he loves us too much to leave us where we're at. Because he's got so much more for us. Because he thinks you're worthy. Because he's created you on purpose for a purpose, and he's got designs on your life, and most of all, he loves you. He loves you, he loves you, he loves you. Can I just keep the question? Thanks. I believe an encounter with God can transform not only ourselves, but can transform families, can transform towns, can see a nation turned around. I don't know if you've noticed, but we're a nation that actually needs Jesus a whole lot. Like, we seriously need Jesus. Like, we need him. And nation needs help. But one moment with Jesus can see that turned around. One moment in his presence 
Mas Trust him with you. He's proven himself with you. 